A dictionary definition of the word context is the interrelated conditions in which something exists or occurs. AQMB's Artist Statement podcast is a conversation series exploring the fresh perspectives in art generated by these changing contexts. Politically, culturally, socially, other. It features artists and thinkers orbiting our world, where we chat in response to developments in technology, communication, and beyond. I'm editor Steph Kradovich, and in this episode I speak with Christine Brache, whose practice spanning sculpture, poetry, and video concerns issues of cultural erasure and the survival of identity in oppressive environments through codified behaviours. Currently living between Toronto and Miami, Christine often draws on personal experience as an American-born queer woman of Puerto Rican and Cuban descent and the colonial and patriarchal conditions these things imply. Her current exhibition, Commit Me, Commit to Me, at New York's Fearman Gallery explores the work of woman surrealists of the early 20th century and the ongoing culture of gaslighting these lost histories reveal more broadly. Christine and I go way back, having met for the first time en route to an at-capacity Sarah Lucas performance in 2014 when she was studying at the Slade and had recently moved to London from China. She'd gone on to ask if I'd contribute a recording of my orgasm for a sound project called Title to Come. I refused. I was like you know, researching a lot. And I was also thinking about gaslighting um, because, you know, I mean, her experience is is a form of gaslighting as is like whenever anybody was put into a mental hospital because of like a valid, uncomfortable emotion they were sharing with somebody else who didn't want to tolerate it. Um, So (laughs) I think, I guess I was thinking about the different layers of gaslighting, like you know, experientially as a woman, like, I feel like there's a lot, I mean, there. And also, like, even in, like, I mean, interpersonally, but I I also think, like, broad, more broadly, like, even thinking about, like, representation in, like, film or TV, like, with any, like, non-white people or, like, you know, just people that are other, like, it's so rare to, like, see a depiction of yourself that is really in line with like your experience and stuff. So I, I don't know. I think that's all like a form of gaslighting. Cause like, if you're like not representing someone in media, you're, you're denying their existence and like, or denying their experience and the denial of an experience is gaslighting. So, um, I guess that's another example of it. I was also thinking about, um, you know, how like Russia has, employed gaslighting and propaganda like how the u.s does it like it's it's very common and and also just like the the symptoms of gaslighting um as a culture or you know as a a population and then also like interpersonally and stuff are like are are very um intense and it's it's very hard to parse because like you're you're like seriously confused about what's real and what's not real so um to see that like a historic pattern of gaslighting like with women specifically in institutions and stuff uh it's a lot I think there's a lot there and uh so I definitely thought about a lot of that stuff and then I was also thinking about like um which I had done with previous um bodies of work like with the show at Lucas Projects um I was I began to that was like my first like interest in like how uh, people kind of codify their behavior to to subsist, like in an oppressive system. So I took uh, an example for that exhibition. I I drew from like 
uh, how Santeria exists in the Caribbean. Um, and also looking to my grandmother again because she practices Santeria and also like how Santeria is shown in Miami because um, uh, there's a lot of people that practice Santeria in Miami. So, you know, like if you're driving around the city of Miami in certain neighborhoods, like in Little Havana or Little Haiti or I, honestly in most places, but it's just like heaviest in those two um, neighborhoods, I you see like these statues of St. Lazarus or St. Barbara. And if you don't know that it's a code, you just interpret it as like Catholic iconography, but really they're shrines to um, uh, like deities of uh, Santeria. So um, the Yoruba, uh, they were practicing it regularly until the Spaniards colonized uh, the Caribbean and then they uh, made it illegal to practice. So then they kind of merged uh, their tradition with, uh, with, ca- with Catholicism, with like the iconography and the language of Catholicism to continue to practice it. Um, so then like taking that sort of model of like people, like understanding what people do to survive as a culture um, and to maintain their identities um, and, and have such a great risk of like persecution um, for feeling or wanting anything that's not in line with the status quo is very sad and painful, I think, for me to, to think about um, because, you know, we're as far as we know, like this is the only life that we have. And when there's like so many people around us controlling us and controlling our identities and like things that really have nothing to do with anybody else. Like it's such an interior, like it's such a personal thing to have anybody like really give a shit about like, you know, that, that that's where we are as, as a society. It, I feel like there's just like a lot of work that needs to be done. And, and I think there's a lot of also like, smaller ways in which these types of patterns manifest um, and unfold, which is which is the second layer to the Locust Project so, show. Excuse me. I want to get back to this kind of inner conflict, mm-hmm. um, how you embody it, because you said how, how sad it makes you feel. And of course, there's a lot about your own experience that kind of um, uh, is a combination of cultures where you feel alienated from all, if not most, if not all. Um, but uh, this idea of codification, um, it also comes uh, in the Commit Me exhibition in your use of surrealism. Can you tell me a bit about that? Because when I first saw that you were working with surrealism, I thought that was really interesting because it's definitely not a movement that I would personally take much interest in. Yeah, I, um, I, I agree. I mean, like, I definitely, like, it's funny because, like, I had, um, there was, like, a couple times where, like, a curator or, like, another arts-type professional person would, like, tell me that my work feels very surrealist, and I would always, like, balk at it because I just never really related to it, and, you know, I always thought of it as such a macho, like, movement of art because, you know, you, you think of just, like, the men involved with it and all that and, like, the work itself. Um, and then 
um, until recently, like maybe like three or four years ago, I was like introduced to like the women's surrealists and I was really upset because I just like had no idea that these people existed. Um, and you know, you, you read more about them and stuff and then you see their work and um, their work was just so much more, um, uh, what's the word, like rich. Like it was, it was so much deeper than their male counterparts. Like they, and I, 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 from my understanding, like how I, how I interpret that, how I interpret that is like, they, the women, um, I think just, just because like we have to code so much of our like true intentions, like our true wants and our true needs or, you know, because a lot of, you know, like there's, we're just like so overly policed, you know, with, with, with our expression and like so limited, um, that I think it, they, they took to, they took to it very well, like in, in speaking in symbols, which is what surrealism is, is just kind of like accessing your id, your innermost thoughts, your innermost feelings, like this kind of like unconscious, like young in sort of like, um, what's the word? Like stream of consciousness, like way of making. Um, and like when you look at the men, you know, like Breton's manifesto or whatever, like they just like interpreted it so literally and so flatly, like the men just like so flat, like the paintings are just so flat to me, like, like so devoid of, of any real meaning, you know, like they would put like, like a hat in the sky and then like a dog with a mermaid tail or something. <sighs> and like, you know, they're like, you're, you're like, you're accessing your id, but it's not, it, they weren't really like relating any of these these kinds of juxtapositions to like any of their interiority. I, I don't think, or like maybe I'm like super disconnected from like male experiences of that time or something. But when I look at the women's, like I relate to it a lot. Like even today, like I didn't live when they lived, but I still like can sense like the meaning behind their work through their choice of symbols and and how how poetic they're just how much more poetic their just positions are um in their work this was just a teaser for an episode of aqmb's artist statement podcast available exclusively to our subscribers if you'd like to listen to this and other bi-monthly episodes like it in full consider signing up to our patreon at patreon.com forward slash aqmb you'll also have free access to downloadable compendiums of new music and digital artworks while helping support our commitment to presenting fresh perspectives around art, music and online culture at aqnb.com. Our theme music is Coughing Up Pearls by Felicita. See you next time. <laughs>